All right. Oh, I went ahead and uh, pressed record. Okay. And uh, we're starting right now. And guess who's back? <laughs> hey, guys. The one and only Chris the Freelancer. here in where I initially met Chris the Freelancer in beautiful Chiang Mai, Thailand. <laughs> As you can see, the uh, beautiful greenery here, just so peaceful. And in this video, we're gonna do Chiang Mai versus Bangkok versus Bali. Because uh, a couple of nomads here, Digitalis Nomadice, and uh, that's Digital Nomads in Portuguese. Oh really? Uh, yes. Yes. Oh, I think it's similar in um, Spanish too. Yes, yes, very similar. And um, so we have both done a good amount of time, people, in Chiang Mai and in Bali. And I have done a good amount of time in Bangkok. I've been based in Bangkok for the past uh, year about. This is probably my like 11th total month being here in Bangkok. Just kidding, we're actually in Bangkok right now. But I wanted to say that we, I wanted to trick you because some of you were tricked because this doesn't look like Bangkok right now. Mm. Because I'm just showing Chris kind of where my home base here in Bangkok, kind of where I live. And this is kind of on a quiet uh, nook, quiet little area. Um, because I know Bangkok can be super intimidating at first. And it was to me, you know, like everyone kind of just does like typically one or two days in Bangkok stopping over and it's like so like big and intimidating but I've been based here in Bangkok for the past year and um, I really really love it and so that's what I'm here to tell you about and I'm gonna compare it to Chiang Mai which I've done about probably 18 months total in Chiang Mai what about you uh, about 10 months I think 10 months total yeah and uh, I in Bali specifically Changgu I've done uh, one month uh, only but that's still a good amount of time to get to know the vibe and how much time in Bali for you uh, two months most recently but we did a month like back in 2016 right Chris um, asked me the question I guess that you did when we were just having lunch um, about Chiang Mai and versus <laughs> Bangkok yeah I asked you about lifestyle and whether you are now preferring Bangkok to Chiang Mai yeah um, yeah cuz Chiang Mai has been kind of number one in my mind for at least the first two years of living this nomad lifestyle yeah. Um, but yeah you've obviously been spending more time here now yeah so yeah people ask me this all the time they're like what do you like better Chiang Mai or Bangkok and the answer that I give people is I like both you know it's we're spoiled with this nomad life we can have both it's like one complements the other that, that's like asking someone who do you like better your mom or your dad you know you love them both dearly to your hearts but they're you love them both for different reasons and so Chiang Mai people is I still recommend if you are an aspiring digital nomad you're getting ready to make the jump or uh, it's still somewhere down the pipeline I still recommend Chiang Mai as a starting place um, and on my notes here on my phone for Chiang Mai I have chill so chill and so so chill <laughs> Because it's so chill. It's just yeah. like, it makes you feel just good. It's like mm. mama's home cooked warm soup. It's just like so good. And I call it a, uh, I call it a small big city because it's 
it's a pretty big city. It's like population like 800,000 or something like in the in the area, but there's no high rises. So for whatever reason, um, no skyscrapers. It's not the financial capital of the world or of Thailand. That's here in Bangkok. Like the tallest building you'll see in Chiang Mai is literally this building that you'll see here. It's it's the Meridian Hotel in Chiang Mai is about this height. And um, so it's a flat city, but it's pretty big and there's plenty of things to do. Abundance of co-working spaces, abundance of cafes to work at, amazing cafes and um, abundance of food, of course. You can live in Chiang Mai for a thousand bucks a month and have a well-rounded life, meaning uh, for the first nine months that I came out there, I had a motorbike, CrossFit gym membership, ate local Thai food three, day, three meals a day, maybe one Western meal a day um, with two Thai meals and the average Thai plate is like a dollar fifty and um, yeah super super chill and then um, switching over to Bangkok people ask me why did I come to Bangkok well I think it's kind of a good plan after you get bored of Chiang Mai you come to Bangkok and so that was it was kind of just the natural progression like yeah. we, we had, had done like about a year and a half in Chiang Mai well we did nine months in Chiang Mai and then six months in Saigon and then back to Chiang Mai for like a few months something like that but after you get bored of Chiang Mai Bangkok is the perfect next step um, it's the biggest city I've ever lived in and it's like I keep referring to it as New York City life it's like New York City of Thailand you got the sky train you got traffic you got an abundance of nightlife an abundance of people millions and millions of population I forget the number um, but it's got that energy and if so if you like big cities uh, it's great <laughs> I've never been to New York City, but I can imagine it's something like that. And I can understand why people say, once you live in New York, you never want to leave because you get addicted to that like busy bee energy. Um, so yeah, that's why I like Bangkok. It's plenty of places to work. I tend to find myself working in Starbucks just because there's so gosh darn many. Yeah. And there's even more, oh, I saw like two more being like built. There's, they're just, Starbucks are everywhere. So me and Parker work there frequently and we're also addicted to their nitro brew coffee. Um, so, and there's also abundance of co-working spaces. Um, so yeah, Bangkok is very lovely and I recommend it for all you nomads. Come out here and do a month here. And um, if you hit me up, I can tell you about uh, this kind of quiet little nook that uh, we have found where there's a gym here, co-working space, 24 hour coffee shop here. Uh, this is kind of where this this condo area is kind of where we live. Mm. Um, so it's very quiet. And uh, that's my Chiang Mai versus Bangkok. I love them both. You know, when you get bored of Bangkok, you can, um, or when the energy catches up to you, whatever, you can take a bus uh, down to the uh, beach. It's a four hour bus. And you can be on blue, crystal clear blue mm. waters. Where's uh, that? It's in Koh Samet. Koh Samet is really, really close. You take a four hour bus. Uh, and then a 30-minute ferry um, to this island where it's like beautiful tropical paradise, you know, yeah. you know, and like you'll be there, you know, leave in the morning, you'll be there in the afternoon. And um, yes, yeah, so, and we were also mentioning uh, real quick comparing this to Saigon. And um, in a nutshell, Saigon is louder, in my opinion. That <laughs> was the main thing. The, the, the buses and the honks, the horning, the beep, 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 and the meh. That was every morning at where I was staying in Saigon. Yeah. People yelling Bobia. Yeah. Bobia. <laughs> like yeah. anyways, Saigon is a more loud oh. city and uh, <laughs> I call it a little bit more edgy. Uh, and Bangkok is bigger, I feel like. Maybe the population is similar, but I feel like Bangkok is bigger. It's more of a New York City um, 
type vibe because it's got the subway, man, the sky train. That really makes it feel um, like a New York City life, I feel like. You know, getting on the BTS sky train on a regular basis really makes me, it really has that type of feel to it. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Um, so, yeah, well, I guess give you give me your opinion um, on um, Chiang Mai versus Bali then. We'll go that direction. Oh, that direction, okay. Yeah. Um, because you're new to Bangkok, so... Well, what I'll say on Chiang Mai is, like, I kind of grew out of it. And uh -huh. I don't want it to sound like like I'm above Chiang Mai or anything. Like, that's not what I'm yeah, saying. No. But, like, when you're starting out, Chiang Mai has a lot of good points. Because the cost of living is low, but then also the value for money that you get for that is, is good. So, like, I guess from the outside, people just see this small Thai, medium-sized Thai city and they don't quite get it but you know I live come from a two million plus person city in Australia and we don't have 24-hour cafes we don't have co-working spaces on every corner it's not easy to, to get around all the time like if you don't have a car right. so like Chiang Mai is the perfect convenient low-cost place yeah. to be highly connected and then because of those factors I think that that's why our community is formed there so then you've got the added benefit of that community um, and uh, I've heard of people come in a, you know, you know, there's a bit of a controversial issue but some, some people come into Chiang Mai with no idea um, and they still kind of, you know, just being a part of that community they can come and, uh, you know, gather ideas. I think that's, yeah. I had uh, Louise Croft on my channel and she went to Chiang Mai not with her boyfriend, not really knowing what to do, and she came up with a few ideas, and now she's doing super well. Yeah. So like, you can learn from the community as well. Um, but then, yeah, I came back earlier this year, and th th I guess the biggest downside to Chiang Mai is it's small, and you can get bored of it. Right? Yeah, yeah, so, absolutely. So that's a good lead into Bali, which is exciting. So the flip side is Bali is not as convenient, not as like. Uh, yeah, let's just say convenient. Yeah. It's le it's more backwards um, there, um, but I mean it's exciting. You got um, you know beach bars, so and beautiful mountains, and volcanoes, and beaches, and everything you could want. Um, everything is picturesque. Yeah, it's like Instagram Instagrammer's dream, which is why everyone is there. Yeah. Well, one of the reasons. Yeah. So, and perks. you get so many people passing through there. It's not just a nomad place. It's a holiday place, it's yeah. a business capital, it's yeah. uh, a lot of people like having sabbaticals through there. Yeah, like a celebrities lot of... will come, like super famous people, Instagrammer, YouTubers. Yeah, influencers, yeah. influencers, Bali's huge. Yeah, so um, I'm actually, my preference has switched from Chiang Mai to Bali, and yeah. I'd say Changu in Bali is my favorite nomad place now. Yeah. Um, and that's why I'm going there, part of the reason why I'm going there next month. Yeah. Well, no, next month, this month. Yeah. Next week. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, I did Chenggu for about a month, and uh, my yeah my piggyback on that is a total surf town, beaches right there, dojo co-working space is so sick, like probably the coolest co-working space I've ever seen. Like yeah. you, you walk 60 seconds down and you're at the beach. Super dope place, dojo. Uh, I signed up for dojo. Um, for the month, I did one of their part-time uh, plans. Mm. So, because um, I only worked uh, in the evenings, so I did like uh, an, e an evening session, and then during the day I would go to uh, most typically Starbucks. 
and um, that. Uh, but yeah, overall Changu, very awesome place. I stayed in a little uh, guest house type place for maybe like 300 bucks a month, like five minutes from the beach. And uh, yeah, you can live there pretty cheap in Changu. How? What's what's like a realistic um, minimal budget for living in Changu? You think? <laughs> I don't know. Higher than Chiang Mai. So I've, I actually recorded a whole fucking Changu guide that I haven't even edited yet. Gosh, yeah. I recorded it back in April. Gosh, I'm such a lazy YouTuber. Um, <laughs> But uh, definitely more expensive than Chiang Mai. Chiang Mai, you can realistically live live good on a thousand bucks a month. Uh, Changu, I would say closer to two thousand. Prepare closer to two thousand, uh, especially if you're first time, because you're gonna want to go on all these waterfall trips. You're gonna want to do all these fun things, and the fun money is gonna be high. You're gonna want to go out to the uh, bars and clubs and beach parties. So yeah, I would say. I, w I wouldn't go to Changu for a month without budgeting at least two thousand bucks. Be prepared closer to three thousand, uh, to be honest. If you want to have fun and party at the most popular places, etc., etc. Yeah, with Chiang Mai, it's pretty hard to overspend. Like I did a video on, you know, living on a budget of six hundred dollars for the month in Chiang Mai. Um, and at the start I said you can live, you know, anywhere from 200 to 2000 dollars a month here. Somebody was asking, oh, do a video on living on 2000 dollars in Chiang Mai. I'm just like, yeah. how would you even do that? Like, yeah, yeah. the most expensive restaurant that I've been to in Chiang Mai I think is like 500 baht for a meal, which is, uh, what is that in US dollars, 15 US dollars yeah. or something. Um, so like it's hard to spend big money, but of course, Bali, you can go to Bali and be a complete baller. So mm -hmm. you'll be tempted to, you might be tempted by that and then you can spend, you know, a ridiculous amount in Bali. Mm -hmm. But you don't really have that opportunity in Chiang, Chiang Mai. So maybe if you're terrible at managing your spending, it might be a good place to be somewhere where you're not tempted. Right, that's the perfect way to say it. Chiang Mai has the least temptations out of all the three cities that mm -hmm. we're talking about. and. To oversimplify it, I like to oversimplify it to people by saying, really, your, your biggest costs come down to where you are staying, where you're sleeping, and how you're eating and drinking. At least for me, that's, pers that's personally what it boils down to, how much you're spending in a place. So in Bangkok, I'm staying at a, a condo for 600 bucks a month. Chiang Mai, usually I stay at a, a room for 300 bucks a month. Um, but Bangkok here, if you go out, if you want to party at the most popular bars and clubs, it's going to be American prices. Beers are going to be five bucks. Cocktails are going to be seven to fifteen bucks. You know, at the most popular bars and clubs. And same thing with Bali. It's going to depend where you stay. You can stay at a cheap guest house for 200, 300 bucks uh, a month. Obviously, the closer to the water, the more expensive it's going to be. Or you can spend like. A thousand bucks each or 600 bucks each and split a villa with a group of guys or a group of people and then if you're gonna want to party um, it depends you know how much you're eating and drinking and beer and alcohol has a lot to do with that as I say um, yeah yeah it depends how much you're consuming I guess and where are you consuming it at that are you drinking at just the local places cheap cheap beers or are you going to the most popular bars and clubs like um, uh, spacing on old man's uh, in Changu, like if you're partying there all the time, it's it's not that expensive for drinks, mm. but you guys get what I mean. Yeah, if you like nightlife, Chiang Mai. I went to the earlier this year. I went to the, the best. I went to Spicy, 
Yeah. Oh, uh, like it was, yeah. That's like the biggest nightclub. Yeah. Or whatever, well, in yeah. Mai, after right? after club, after yeah. hours club. Yeah. And I was just like, oh, okay. I went to one nightclub on Sunday here, and I was like, oh shit. Like, yeah. I've never been to a place like this in Thailand before. Yeah. So, like Bali has that as well. Like crazy cool nightlife. Um. So. Yeah, it depends on what you're after. If you don't care about nightlife at all, yeah. like it doesn't matter. But that was one thing I wanted when I went from Chiang Mai to Bali, was it just like, you know, I want to party a bit more. Yeah. Because I'd spent a few years kind of being boring <laughs> in yeah. terms of in terms of partying. Yeah, absolutely. You go you go down to the city uh, from Chenggu, which is like you know 30 minute motorbike ride, maybe an hour with traffic, and you have the super club. What's it called? Oh god, I forget. But anyway, uh, they got they got some Sky yeah Garden. yeah Sky Garden yeah Sky yeah, I Garden went there once. yeah we, I, I went there once as well. I have a vlog of that. Um, yeah. Anyways, yeah, you got that in Bali, but uh, yeah, again, Bangkok is like New York City. You'll get you'll find huge nightclubs that you like. You think you're in Las Vegas or something. Um, it's like New York City. Just like I, I just keep referring back to that. Just it's like a freaking New York City out here. Um, yeah, big city and, vibe. And um, yes, oh yeah, and then I wanted to touch, ask you about the cafe scene in Changu. So when I got to Changu, I was like looking for the Chiang Mai coffee shops, you know? Yeah. And that culture doesn't exist in Bali and Changu. Um, as far as like the place where it's like just for coffee, pretty much. Like yeah. maybe some cake. Um, that's mm. where those are abundance in, in Chiang Mai and Thailand. But um, in Bali, the, the cafes where you work are more organic uh, brunch places. And I did work at a few of those. Um, but did you notice any like coffee shops in Bali? Yeah, you, that makes that's an interesting point because there's plenty of cafes that you can go from and and work on the computer. You know, there's Wi-Fi and they'll have you there. But I guess you got to kind of choose what time to go because you don't really want to be there during the lunch rush um, when everyone's there trying to like you're just like in the corner on your computer while everyone's around you. Like the place is packed yeah. out, everyone eating lunch. Yeah. Um, and like in terms of here you have these really nice I guess glass boxes you know like the coffee shop good seating uh, you know like, yeah like uh, we're, we're literally in one right now you'll, you'll see the b-roll somewhere yeah um, powerpoints and stuff whereas Changu is more like the cafes there are more like on the trendy side so like I went to this one place called Nude and it was like filled with people on their computers but it just felt like weird like yeah. we're at this like restaurant yeah yeah and like i couldn't get a powerpoint you know uh there like i couldn't what charge you my, like a plug outlet you call that a powerpoint <laughs> what do you, what do you call? <laughs> i've never heard that in my life all right uh -huh. if you're american let me know if you've also never heard that in my life what do you call it an outlet power outlet? yeah outlet uh, outlet okay it's like you can never start your powerpoint presentation <laughs> you, your, you couldn't get your presentation done dude um, uh, I can't get my PowerPoint done because there's no yeah. PowerPoints. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, anyway, yeah, that's definitely interesting. Yeah, it's more of a organic brunch spots. They're everywhere in Bali. And um, I did want to say, like, the situation where you're on your laptop, everyone else is eating lunch, that doesn't necessarily bother or deter someone like Chris, the freelancer, and me because we're used to it. And I, I try to always remind myself, like, before I, like, don't go into some of those places like <sighs> take a deep breath it's okay to be working on your laptop in a restaurant no one's gonna think you're a dick we live in 2000 and 
XX, whatever you want to say, is totally normal. And for that to be uncomfortable is actually kind of sad. Even though sometimes, yeah, we may get too uncomfortable because like we're the only one with a laptop. But like, if you, most of the people watching like both of our channels or a good chunk at least are aspiring digital nomads and that's going to be a situation that you're going to be in for the rest of your life and for the rest of our lives if we're going to, you know, be digital nomads and remote workers is, you know, working in, in a restaurant wherever you can. Um, anyways, but you get it. It's not a coffee shop culture. It's more of a brunch place culture. Um, and so what I found myself doing in Changu is uh, during the day, I'll either work at, um, there's two, two Starbuckses uh, around the Changu area. You can just Google map it. Um, and there are several brunch spots. So I'll either do a brunch spot and I'll actually have lunch. Um, so I'll have lunch with coffee and laptop for a few hours. Um, then I'll go to the gym. They have um, CrossFit Wanderlust. Oh, I forgot about that. Have you been checked that out? You've heard <laughs> I, that um, yeah, so I have a bit of a bad back, and so I was like, I'll try CrossFit Wanderlust. I'll give it a go, and I did my back within like half an hour. So I think I need to warm up yeah, to CrossFit. Yeah, 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 yeah. Warm up to CrossFit. Um, but, but it looked cool. It yeah, looked cool. it's very cool. Like probably the biggest, most state-of-the-art, um, coolest CrossFit gym I've ever seen. Uh, and they also have another CrossFit gym. Um, forget the name. S2S. Yes, I was going to say S2L. S2S. Um, I, I checked out both of those. So I love, as you guys know, I'm a big CrossFit guy. So I love yeah. that. And going to CrossFit Wanderlust on a daily basis was just like, yeah, it just feels so good. You're in Bali and you're getting jacked and you're just like, whoa, <laughs> firing on all cylinders. And then you go to the beach and it's just like, God, it's a good life. So can't yeah. complain. And I actually will be back in Bali in yeah. December announcing, yes, it's already planned wow. and booked. I'm doing a special video series with a special person and uh, more on that to come. But um, yeah, that is uh, what, what other things? Chiang Mai versus Bangkok versus uh, Bali. Yeah, I think overall Thailand as a whole is in terms of a single country would probably be the best country for digital nomads. Like you could, yeah, be anywhere in Thailand and, and, and it's a similar thing. Like right here, like the joke you made, it, it, I'm glad I came down here because you yeah. get, this is kind of like Chiang Mai because yeah. I'm, we're not in a hectic city environment here, but we are it's still in the city. Like I, we can still go where it's hectic and go out nightclubbing and whatever. So this has been good to come back to, to Bangkok this time and I can definitely um, see myself being yeah. more comfortable here. I'm like nudging on, I'm like, come do a month in Bangkok, man. Cause yeah. I know how it feels guys and everyone says the same thing. Like when you come through Bangkok for like a two day vid stopover or whatever, you're going down Sukhumvit and it's like, you're all in the loud places and it's very intimidating. It's like, where am I gonna stay? Like, am I gonna stay in one of these big hotels like on the main strip? It's like so loud, mm -hmm. but then you come uh, to this place, which is like five minute motorbike ride from the BTS and how we get back and forth to the BTS, which is the Skies Train, is there's a, a motorbike taxi queue right outside the condo. So Parker doesn't have a motorbike. I personally like to have my motorbike in Bangkok. Yes, I do drive my motorbike. Sometimes I park it near the BTS, walk to the BTS, zoom down Sukhumvit line, and tonight I'm gonna meet some guys to do a podcast along Sukhumvit line. Or you can just, or they have these buses right here. These are the shuttles. Okay. And every 30 minutes they go to the BTS station. Nice. Or you can just walk right outside the condo and there's a group of motorbike taxis 
they're, they're always waiting there mm. and they take you two minutes down to the BTS SkyTrain and boom, now you're everywhere in Bangkok. Yeah. So, um, yeah, this is really not that off the beaten path. Like you can live, so this condo like these that you're seeing around here will be about, about 600 bucks a month. And that is um, like something like this will be like brand new buildings, you know what I'm saying? Like recent developments, um, around 600 buckaroos a month. And now that is month to month. That's a special deal, uh, month to month, uh, because I found the owner through Airbnb. If you do uh, a six month or one year contract, you can get that down to like 450 a month. Um, but uh, yeah, Bangkok versus is Chiang Mai versus Bali. They're all greats. And uh, I think uh, me and Chris are very lucky to, uh, it, it's all about, it's all about uh, when you're bored of one or you go to the next one. They're all great. Like, yeah, we're, we're very lucky to be able to, to live nomadically. And, you know, yeah. most a big chunk of people watching this are like, you know, that's what they're trying to do. Yeah. And we're like, we're so spoiled with being able to choose all three. But mm -hmm. I think we all agree that Chiang Mai is the easiest place to start because it's yeah. the cheapest, the cheapest and chillest and the community is the tightest, literally the tightest because it's the smallest area. Yeah. of nomads, the smallest physical area. So you literally in Chiang Mai, you'll, I'll be scooting on motorbike and be like, oh, hey, hey, Blue Bay, yeah. oh, hey, Chris, oh, hey, you, hey, you. And it's like literally waving on a motorbike, seeing everyone, and there's all the meetups going on, so. Yeah, you got a good small town feel, yeah. community vibe. Yeah. I love that, the same thing for me. Yeah. Going down the street, you bump into people all the time. Um, and so, yeah, might as well say, I'm gonna be in Chiang Mai for January for the Nomad Summit happening again. Uh, Chris did his little mini doc of it, so you can check that in the description. I always plug the Nomad Summit um, because literally it was what brought me out to Thailand in the first place um, in October of 2014. Oh, which is four years ago this week. Wow. This is, I, I've actually meant to do a video just like congratulating myself on Four years. <laughs> I made it four years on my Digital Nomad uh, program. So like if Digital Nomad or whatever online business was or remote work was a university, I would be graduating this month. Yeah. That's crazy, guys. So um, yeah. Yeah, you can just skip college and do this instead. Yeah, no, honestly. Take the money, do Honestly, this. I've been like hesitant to just like say that straight up. Um, but like if you're a young person, um, and you're thinking about college, I have an article. It's um, linked, in the, linked in the description below. Um, I'm talking more and more about college alternatives.